Oh, looks like I have a new follower. Oh yeah, he's gonna be DMing you all night. <laughs> Drop it. Duncan and both come correct. This is never gonna end. It's, it's honestly, the it's up there amongst the worst TV I've ever fucking seen. Like ever seen. And this episode just reminded me of all the reasons. It's a very, it's a nice. 50 minute way of showing all the ways the show can fuck me off <laughs> see i wait till the last minute to watch uh slasher these days because there's always <laughs> a chance i could die and i don't want my the last act on earth to be watching slasher because i yeah. think that means you can't get into heaven yeah but bo just waits to see stares at his phone to see if he gets any better offers yeah right <laughs> <laughs> someone might someone might ask me to do something someone might ask me to someone might pass away <laughs> like anything is better than this uh, uh yeah right right like what if i what if i end up either dying or being a pallbearer any either side of that funeral yeah. is better than watching season three of slasher i oh still i would contend that last episode was worse Last episode was worse, but this was transparently bad. Yeah, the, right. The, I've got a couple of lines picked out Yeah, just to discuss because there are a couple of moments in, in this episode where I was like, j like jaw on chest. Oh, yeah. I yeah, can't yeah. believe that these characters are talking like this. I don't know that anything has reached the dizzying lows of, um, hey, C3, you look PO'd. Oh, no, that is, that is the worst line ever. That oh, that hurts your heart, Duncan. That's yeah, a line but, that'll... Sea freighters could be court-martialed. <laughs> That's a court-martialable offense right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, if if Kyle Rittenhouse had written this episode, he would not have gotten off. <laughs> he would be in prison as we speak, Duncan. No jury would have ever let him off. I don't care how white in Wisconsin it is. So, <laughs> was that too far already? You think? I don't know. It's your country. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. My country. My country, if that had happened, that prick would have went to prison. Like, there would have been no ifs, no buts, nothing. He would have went. One, you know. The 100%. If, if someone shoots someone in this country, they go to prison. So well, there isn't a kind of, well, did he do it and say, no, if you kill someone with a gun in this country, you go to prison, let alone two people and what injured a third one. Or was it, did he murder three? I, I can't remember. I'm using the word murder because that's why he's a murderer. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, in this, in, in this country that I live in, there is, there is not a, you know, don't want to be pompous or anything like that, but there's not even the debate of will he get off? He just goes. So I, I he gotta, doesn't go for as long as yeah. they do in your country. You put people away for much longer, um, but he goes. So I gotta say, Alan McPherson chiming in early with a very funny line uh -oh. about uh, Slasher saying that if if you were conceived during an episode of Slasher, you become a werewolf like Oliver Reed from Curse of the Werewolf. <laughs> where you're like, you don't have to get bit by a wolf or nothing. Just enough heinous shit has to happen. That it's like, oh, you're an animal. Um, yeah. Well played, yeah, sir. That... Well played. <laughs> um, <laughs> well done. Hey, before we get properly started on, yeah. on, on the actual show, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I am going to uh let me find uh a thing that i am going to put on the screen um Ooh. but yeah <laughs> get ready everyone this shit's about to get real in here no um <laughs> the the uh the thing that i want to drop in is a qr code oh so if you are watching this uh this video uh the qr code i'm gonna drop in and i'll explain what's what's happening here so duncan there is um uh christmas you are have you heard of this i i I believe i am aware of the concept having two children now uh, and one for at least seven years it means that i understand that when this comes around this season is for them okay so (laughs) right and so yes. you will now see a QR or a QR code on the screen. Here's the here's the scoop. This QR code will take you to an Amazon wish list. Mm-hmm. And I am currently I was going to say in negotiations. The negotiations are <laughs> over. This is all done. I'm going to be Santa Claus for a uh, a charity for a nearby mm-hmm. town, a place called Ashland City that is uh fairly um you know economically challenged is probably the way to to put this uh not mm-hmm. not one of the wealthier communities in the area uh not like myself not living living in a mansion on the hill like i do duncan these are well i mean yeah bull palace yeah that's my new rap album <laughs> the... <laughs> no these are people that uh in a lot of cases are just down on their luck and, and et cetera, et cetera. so yeah. What I'm doing is I'm working with the Civitan organization for Ashland City, and we've put together this wish list uh, where uh, rather than just donate money um, to uh, a particular cause, because mm-hmm. uh, there, there are cases, Duncan, I don't know if you've ever uh, had the, this happen to you, but there are cases where um you know in some cases you're like i don't even know it where my money's going you know mm-hmm. what i mean like i'm, yeah, I'm yeah. sending people money but i don't know where that money uh, what's happening with that yep and so um what you can do is you just go to this wish list and um that is now in the center of your screen and it'll take you the Amazon deal. You just buy the gift. There are gifts that range from like seven, eight bucks all the way to 50 or 60. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you buy the present, it goes to the lady that runs the organization. And, um, at, you know, on December 4th, I will actually be playing Santa for the toy run there and they're doing a tree mm-hmm. lighting and stuff like that. So I'm going to be there for all of that, that business. And, uh, yeah. So if you would, uh, you know, I can verify that this is legitimately a good thing to do for people. And the parents come like here, what they do is they, they put all the, the presents on tables, Duncan, mm-hmm. and they kind of, uh, organize them by like size and how, how much they cost and that kind of thing. And so the parents come in and they're just handed a basket and they're like, okay, you can get two presents from this table and three presents from this table and a present from this table. And you throw all that in your basket. There you go. Go home wrap it up and now you got christmas for your kids so that's awesome man uh so if you would uh it would be great um if uh if you find folks would uh you know 
buy a gift or two. And I'll tell you, we've got almost 100 gifts already sold right now, already bought. Mm -hmm. And it's not even December yet. So we're hoping for a couple 300 uh, by the end of the day, which would be, you know, like, yeah, Yeah. the, the thing that I tell people about this is like, no bullshit. You buy a present and then a kid has a present under the tree. That's a, yeah. that is a one to one. This is how this works. So, um, anyway, enough of that, Duncan. Uh, en- enough of goodwill toward men. Uh, like now, we can get back to to the the nonsense that we are uh, so proudly known for. Yeah, goodwill to all men is not a sentence that was uttered during the making of Slasher season three. Oh no! Um, that dick stabbing in this episode. Yeah. Oh, a savage dick stabbing, Duncan. No reason. For no reason, Bo Ramstel. Yeah. Which uh which I appreciate. Uh <laughs> <Do> you? <laughs> eh, you know, I don't not appreciate it. I mean I understand if it's like I don't know, I spit in your grave. I don't understand it in a TV. They really did push it. I mean, we were talking about this and the, the whole Netflix, you know, we're on Netflix now, we can do things we haven't done before. They really just like they must have had like a tick list of things that they really wanted to include in their TV show. And uh, Dick Stabin must have been near the top. Yeah, they were just like, We're we're gonna get in as much <laughs> I'm gonna get in as much dick stabbing per episode mm-hmm. uh and they were like look you just can't do it every episode it's like well what if we just stabbed a dick a whole bunch of times in one episode and they were like that's yeah, totally fine <laughs> let's just get our system then. yeah um all right so enough uh enough of the charity business uh mm. you know we can get back to just saying i ah, tell with those kids i mean who cares <laughs> who cares if they have a good christmas um that's <laughs> like literally flipped this on its head yeah now but i and here's the thing i always said like hey if we get to 200 gifts i'm gonna combine my sasquatch and santa costumes uh oh my god yeah Yeah. so you will get a santa squatch if we reach 200 gifts that is that's that's the santa squatch promise um i don't know what that means anyway (laughs) so uh let's get to our filthy business speaking of filthy business um yeah it is uh it is time to talk about movies one good one bad that mm-hmm. perhaps we have seen uh here in the last couple of weeks and uh go ahead and kick us off here i'll kick us off with the bads um children of the corn is not a good movie <laughs> are you talking about <laughs> OG? that like yeah, the 84 good, yeah yeah 84 is not a good movie yeah um, I'm surprised at actually how bad it is. Um, so I watched it a couple of years ago. That it was part of that. Um, and I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it for the company 88 Films in the UK. Put it as part of their, wait for it, Slasher Classics Collection. You know, that infamous slasher movie, Children of the Corn. Um, and uh, it's about as slashery as most of the things in that collection. I remember watching it then and going, ah, I don't know if this is actually that good a movie. And I'm doing the entire franchise this December as part of my Russian Roulette franchise retro that I do in podcasts under the stairs. And I got that shiny 4K UHD arrow print. And I was like, I'm going to watch this. And uh, I brought the Baz round because the Baz is going to be doing that review with me. 
got him room to the house. We sat in the old uh, the old entertainment room that I'm in just now, shoved it on the big screen, and I watched it. And about halfway through it, I kind of I just kind of looked up and I was like, that yeah, this really isn't a good movie. It's like really is just like a pretty poor movie. Um, and then by the end of it, I was just like, actually, I like like it boggles the mind that there are 10 movies essentially in the in this franchise, like off the back of this. And you do a bit of digging around. I mean, it's a short story that Stephen King published in Penthouse magazine. Right. That that you know that became a one and a half hour movie, which then spawned nine sequels. Um and I can't quite put my finger on exactly the bit that makes it like a terrible movie. I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Not great acting, not a lot of story. Like it just it meanders a lot. It's just a lot of oh, we're gonna run to this place. Oh, there's kids here that are creepy. Then we're gonna run to this place. Oh, guess what? There's kids here that are creepy. Um and then like the the the, the two main probably like, the two main antagonists in the movie, um Isaac and Malachi, mm-hmm. uh, are are both of them are kind of they're not great either. <laughs> it's just... He wants you, Malachi. That's my um, that my favorite is when I like possessed Isaac gives Malachi yeah. some shit. That's I mean, is it good? No. Does it entertain no, me? No. Yes. It, yes, it, it does. Yeah, it, it just is. Is mm, I don't know. I don't. I, the thing is about it, like because everyone's been chipping in with their comments on various. You know, I'll wait till you get. And I have seen the first four, but I've never seen past part four. Um, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, Urban, whatever it is, Urban Corn or whatever it is, the third one. Uh, oh, yeah, you're going to have fun when you get to that third one. You're going to have fun. And I remember watching it first time, for the first time, like I say, for that 88 uh, films collection thing, and thinking, oh, it's all right. And then I watched it tonight. And unless something comes along somewhere on it later on in this franchise and really like raises the bar the third one pisses from a great height all over the first one third one is so much better but the third one is basically hellraiser part three <laughs> I, I in like, in fairness i don't know that i've ever seen past the first one so like so the First one, well, you've seen the first one, obviously. The second one is it's kind of like a, a, not a continuation. None of them are really linked up apart from the first one and the sixth one um, because they both involve the character of Isaac. Part six, Isaac comes back. Um, and, you know, he's an old man because he was an old man when he made the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 25 or 26 um, when he was, like, there. And, you know, by now he's, like, well, he's in his foot, but he's aged quite a bit because he must have that condition where, you, you know, rapidly age. Progeria um, or, or Benjamin yeah. Button syndrome, as we like to call Benjamin it. Benjamin Button syndrome, yeah, uh, which means the movie's three hours long um, and not, not as good as Forrest Gump. But I don't like Forrest Gump anyway. But that's an aside. Right. The thing about like part two is you're essentially kind of doing the movie over again to an extent. It's like, oh, there are there are more kids that are, you know, slaves to he who lives beyond the role. Um 
The third movie, though, is essentially it's two kids from Gatlin, the you know the area of Nebraska mm-hmm. that in, that are adopted um, to a family that live in Chicago, um, and one of them's a creepy wee bastard, uh, like and he's essentially the Isaac of this one, and he comes with a, a suitcase full of corn, which he then plants in a, like an industrial building at the back of his house, which then springs up this tiny little corn crop but it's completely possessed and he like the the effects in it are all like i I mean i would love to find out exactly when this was made in i think it was it came out in 95 and i can't remember when hellraiser 3 came out but if it's in or around that time period then that makes sense because miramax dimension miramax put out this um and i believe they also put out hellraiser three i think um and it's a lot of the same things it's like corn wrapping around people sewing their mouths shut and their eyes shut and blood being like exsanguinated from them and tearing their tearing their body apart sounds all right but i'm like this is hellraiser um and it's it's of all the of all the ones i've seen so far uh, and i've now seen five of them so i'm technically at the halfway mark um of the five i've seen so far it is a lot better than the rest, uh, mostly because it just understands that we don't need too much nonsense. What we just need to do is the the final act you will love because it has a kind of a winter beast vibe to it of this kind of weird claymation creature picking up like clearly just a doll and eating her. Um, oh, so like and- he who walks behind the rose uh, comes out. Yes, officially comes out, um, and he is like a, he's like a, he's like a weird winter beast sort of creature, um, and like the, it's not good, it's not good effects, and he kind of grabs a girl, and you like and the camera zooms out, and it's like it's like lifting this little doll up, and going, like, trying oh, to get, which did wonderful. make me laugh, did make me laugh quite a bit, but like just across the board, I think the the acting's better. I actually prefer the little creepy bastard kid, and. And so that's that's where I'm coming in with my bad and my good. I think Children of the Corn, the original one, is actually a bad movie. And I think yeah. part three is actually a good movie. So Oh, is that your good and your bad? Did, All in one did package? Them together. Did them together. Wow. Did them together. To be honest, I've watched quite a lot of good in the last week because, like yourself, I am a ball deep as they would say in Scotland, uh, in the old freaking movies. Uh, and turns out he's a pretty good director, Bo. I've been watching all the crap ones. You get them out of the way, and then you're just on the murderer's row at the back end. That's right. Like, nice. I, yeah, so I like I watch Jade, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm watching them uh, Cat Squad movies, and that kind of <laughs> when thing. When was the last time, here's the, here's the question, when was the last time you watched To Live and Die in Ellie? Oh, uh, it's been a long time, and that's pretty soon on my list. Fucking awesome, man. That's... That's like, I, I watch that every other year, and every time I watch it, it gets better and better. Real fucking good. So, um, Okay, so let me... I'll do my good and bad then pretty quick. Uh, and, bring and, it in, Bo, bring it in. Um, just an FYI, there, uh-huh. there was a, a problem with the video stream a second ago. If that happens again... Uh, I'm going to use a different program. So if you're watching this live, give it like 30 seconds and then we'll be right back and that problem should be solved. So apologies yeah. for uh, the, the back and forth here for a second. Um, Don't apologize to these cunts, boy. 
it's Alan who's saying, well, he was giving me shit. Uh, he said, do you even agriculture, bro? And that's hurtful because I do agriculture. I had a tomato it plant does. that lived for a solid six months. And then I realized. What do you want from this man? Yeah. Yeah. I could make a he who walks behind the rose. I could do that. <laughs> I mean, have I? No, but that's because no. I don't want to. He doesn't want to. He could, though. I could. A hundred percent, I could. hundred uh, percent. A million percent. A million percent. I think you're Which being still technically A million percent is still technically a hundred percent. It's just a lot more than a hundred percent. There's more integers, but the total is still the same. <laughs> it's like when a coach tells you to, to give 110 percent. Yeah. And you're like, that's impossible. <laughs> yeah that's like we can't do i i I understand why you're now a physical education teacher and not a maths teacher because what you've just asked for is impossible um but there we go okay so (laughs) what do you mean what do you mean i have to run around this track a hundred times or 110 because you're being a smart arse great (laughs) yeah the heart attack comes for Bo at lap three (laughs) cardiologist is like look just don't strain yourself um <laughs> oh my god there's a there's a I'll, I'll try and see if i can dig it out and send it to you um over in the uk just now the one of my favorite comedians on the planet at the moment uh is a as a scotsman by the name of frankie boyle i think he's hilarious right uh, he has a very left-leaning sort of political you know, view of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and he mixes it in with his incredibly dark comedy. I mean, he's like, really, he's, he's really, really, really dark. He's, he's a, he's a dour Scottish bastard. I don't know if the word dour translates over there, but it just means just in general, glum. Um, okay. Dour, I think is yes, how we would pronounce yeah, it here. Yeah. So yeah, so he, that's just the way he is. And uh, he was doing, he all, at the end of every, he does this TV show where he gets comedians on and he, he puts forward a couple of very funny statements that are deliberately designed to be uh, funny, but also at the same time, you know, they highlight a point, a, an issue, a problem with, you know, the political situation in the UK or the world. And um, But he always finishes the show with a kind of surreal monologue <laughs> which I fucking love, like every single one. It's just like, he just starts, he just tells a story, right? And the stories get weirder and weirder. And he, the way he describes things is very, very funny. And um, he's, uh, <laughs> this week's one, he was talking about, um, he, was, he was talking about a, like a fantasy of these uh, these uh, two swimwear models uh, looking across a room at him and going, look at that, you know, buff, buff, Scotsman, you know, has he been, has he been working out? I think he is. Another one's like, yeah, I think he's like, he's really, really sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Is it sex? And he says that one of them like mouths over the word sextum, and he can't describe exactly what happens because it's behind an OnlyFans paywall. Yeah. But yeah. suffice to say, his cardiologist said to him that you know during the act he had what he would class as a 
wake up call, uh, which <laughs> like, <laughs> like about fucking ending me, about ending me. Um, I'll send it to you. Everyone needs to check his stuff out anyway. He does like he he, he does some very 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 dark humor, like very dark. But when he's on the BBC, he's not allowed to do that, so he has to rein it in a little. <laughs> A little bit, but it's it's very 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 funny. I, I had mean. to recently, and by recently, I mean just this past week, I had to go to my cardiologist. Because, uh, well, it like there was a thing that happened at this point. It's like two months ago, mm. but I'm still doing these follow up things where they're like, "Hey, we're just making sure that you're not your heart is not going to explode." Right, and so, um. I so I had to go to the cardiologist yeah. and uh when I went they had to do like an echo thing. Yeah, yeah. And so um in in so doing um you know it it, it turned long story short Duncan I'm pregnant. Um uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but they <laughs> But yeah, they did this whole thing where it was like oh you've got to uh you know like lay on your side and we're gonna take some pictures here and then uh you're gonna you know like we they were looking for what are called pvcs yeah which um is when your uh essentially your the lower chamber of your heart gives uh an off tempo beat sort of thing all right yeah 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 and uh anyway i mean I, I all things being equal i'm fine mm. uh but it was also like to to your point it was like oh yeah there is kind of that like wake up call moment of your heart gives yeah uh, you don't you don't fuck with the heart you know what i mean yeah. like if there's anything roughly around that area then you go and get it checked out but i remember like both my um uh, <clears throat> like my my, uh, my 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 dad died of a heart attack, um, and then like a couple of years later, my mum had a heart attack. So it's like it's it's a hereditary thing. Like heart disease is a and it's a big issue in Scotland anyway. Mm -hmm. But both of them, more my mother than my father, because like it wiped my dad out. But my mum, like I think I think you what she'd had the, the the first heart attack about a week before. Oh wow! And she just thought it was really bad indigestion. And I'm like, at what point? Like, there's a there's a thing. I think it must be the same in America. There's a, a thing where just old people don't want to go to the doctor, right? They just don't want to upset. They don't want to harass their doctor, which makes no. It makes sense in your country because you pay for that, right? Yeah, in our yeah, country, yeah. well, you know, it's just taken care of. There is no bill that's handed to you at the end. But um, yeah, she just thought, and, and I remember telling me this, and I was like, that. At what point after three days of really painful indigestion did you not think to yourself? Hmm. Maybe I should just phone. <laughs> like, maybe I should just phone up the doctors and find out if there's something going on here. Oh, about a week. Yeah, you're right. Well, you know, everybody has their limit, Duncan. Um, but yeah, no, it was like the the thing that I had. It really was like, oh, it probably was just severe, like indigestion or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it was also enough that I was like, hey, like you said, like I'm not fucking around with my heart. Uh, Never, yeah, yeah. And I'm also getting to that age where shit just starts breaking on you, you know, mm -hmm. like whether it's knees or hearts or lungs or livers or whatever the fuck, you know, like you gotta you gotta keep an eye out for that shit. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, so I've, I've done a bunch of tests, like I've done stress tests, and the, and the echo was sort of the last thing. And actually, my cardiologist on the way out was like, eh, call me if you need me, but there's no reason for you to come back, <laughs> yeah. you know, for another checkup. Um, Anyway, Duncan. That's not the point of the bad movie I was going to watch. Uh, I, Ooh, right, right. But Go but there it. was, it was fun to have a moment there where, uh, like, just a lady is kind of doing the sonogram of your heart, and you can mm-hmm. kind of see it, and you're like, oh, that's the thing I've been treating so badly all these years. <laughs> like, I'm surprised my heart doesn't have, like, a middle finger sticking up. It's like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. There appears to be some writing on this. It says S-O-S. I mean, what's going on here? Yeah, or just like, how about one less custard donut, you fat son of a bitch? How about you knock it off for once? Um, (laughs) Lay lay off the salt, for God's sake. Actually, I don't eat that much salt. Anyway, uh, but Duncan, my bad movie uh, is the the awful movie uh, Jungle Cruise. I saw that recently. What's Jungle Cruise? Jungle Cruise is that Disney movie where um, <laughs> they were like, okay, they're, you know, we've got all these rides and that Pirates of the Caribbean did real well. Mm-hmm. So what if we make another one of them? And so they did. They made Jungle Cruise. It had, like, are you not familiar with the Jungle Cruise ride? Is that not a thing that you guys have? And that may be, like, I've been to Disney before, but when I was at Disney, it was, uh, I was 16, so, like, it was a, it was a long time ago. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that was there then, and if it was, I didn't go on it, so I'm not familiar, is what I'm saying. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, So, the, the Jungle Cruise ride is essentially, like, you get in this pontoon deal, and they take you down mm-hmm. a made-up river, and the guy, uh, who's the guy, the the captain, the skipper of the, the uh, of the Jungle Cruise, makes a bunch of bad jokes, and you see some animatronic uh-huh. hippos and stuff like that, and it's a good time. Like, the Jungle mm-hmm. Cruise is a classic ride, m- much like Pirates of the Caribbean. And so, somebody at Disney Central was like, hey, what if Pirates of the Caribbean only set on the Amazon? And they were like, well, do we need to change anything? And he was like, no, 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 don't worry about that. Just just make it. And, <laughs> just write the check. <laughs> right. And so that's what happened, is that they made this Jungle Cruise movie, and it's just total garbage. It, and the thing is, it's got Emily Blunt, who is a good actress. She's it, a great actress, right? It's got uh, your your The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, huh. is in right. It. So I imagine this movie made a lot of money then, if it's got The Rock in it. Probably, I don't know. I I'd like I'd everything that did. guy. I I can't remember the last time I heard The Rock's name in a movie not performing. Like everything he does makes all the money, and it's why he's the highest paid actor on the planet right now. Like, yeah. is it like bank? Well, he did that Netflix movie that just dropped, which I won't watch. Um, and yeah, it's got Ryan Reynolds in it, yeah. which I imagine is also box office kind of gold. But uh, Burn it, like, Notice smashed... is that what it's called? It's, yeah, something like, I don't know. All I know is it made it like it, it broke Netflix, like that. I think it smashed the previous record. 
the, of wow. like most streams in a weekend. Like I did, the numbers were like they published the numbers, and it was fucking insane how many people watched that in its opening weekend. And most of that's down to The Rock. I so, yeah yeah. So so this one does The Rock play like a kind of pirate then, or is it like a, a, a like a kind of yeah guy or it, well a little for, little column A, a little from column B because again it's Pirates of the Caribbean, but you you said it yeah. on the Amazon. So he is the captain of of this boat that is going to take emily blunt and her brother up the amazon or down the amazon mm-hmm. whichever direction they're going to <laughs> to find a uh a special tree that only blooms once under a full moon and that kind of shit and emily blunt and Dwayne johnson are very charming they're they're good together mm-hmm. um and it's just that it is an absolute bummer of a movie uh because because again they just copy pasted a lot of the events and like there's a whole curse thing that is just the (laughs) curse from pirates of the caribbean except instead of like oh these dead people are dead or can't die because of uh the gold you know the gold that they stole yeah that's right yeah yeah instead of that it's you must be believing in ghosts you're in one yeah yeah you're in one you're in you're in the pirates of the caribbean nas yeah and every rush is in that jeffrey rush is a fucking incredible actor he's he was in great in four of those too. fucking movies i think i think he was in four of those movies though yeah 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 mcshane is in one of those movies yeah like, yeah well because disney is just like let's ba- back up this dump truck up full of money to your house and <laughs> making it rain mm-hmm absolutely and i mean if they came to me and they were like we need for jesse plemons is in this movie (laughs) who is a great actor as well yeah yeah. uh jesse plemons is in it dwayne johnson paul giamatti is in it for about 10 minutes i love paul oh yeah um and so yeah an incredible amount of talent but yeah so instead of the the curse surrounding the gold it's Mm. the search for this tree and because instead of sealing the gold these con- <laughs> conquistadors which you might mistake for pirates but they're not pirates they're conquistadors they're not they're not pirates a hundred percent and they end up getting cursed uh by uh some natives because they try to steal this like secret flower that saves people and so they're doomed not to die <laughs> and so <laughs> that's it and it, i mean it's a total copy paste bit yeah and i was shocked duncan as i was watching it and it got more and more like pirates of the caribbean as the movie went along <laughs> to the point where i my i've got a, my buddy chad who works for disney not the movie studio but he works for disney cruises and so i i text him and i'm like so did they just copy paste this whole pirates curse thing and he's like oh just you wait just w- wait till the end of this thing and it's true it was it was shocking. I was I was really, really to say that I was upset is probably overstating it, but I was like I felt cheated because I was like isn't I can't the Disney, But isn't that the Disney thing now? Disney just remakes things over and over and over again. I like they're about to they're wrong. about to put out that um I saw the review for it as well and it eviscerated it. They're about to put out a new Home Alone movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that comes out i think it's next week it comes out yeah. and um i think Den it's home e- sweet home alone is what it's called yeah De- and it's got the kid from um jojo rabbit not the main one but his friend mm-hmm. plays the plays the kevin role or whatever we're doing now um and uh, i read the i read the den of geek review for it and it, it fucking eviscerated it and it was like that, like for a, like like for a studio that has so much money, why does this feel like no money was spent on it, like at all? It's just like cheap and pish. But that's what they do. Like this is this is the Disney thing right now. If it's not a superhero movie, um, then essentially all it is is a remake of something you've seen before. Whether it's a live action Lion King or live action Cinderella or live action Beauty and the Beast or live action, it's all remakes. And that's that's they're in the business of remaking the same movies over and over again. Because guess what? That is cheaper than you know testing something untested on the market. You know what I mean? It's it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's so much easier to do it that way, and you don't have to worry about it because you've got, you've got an inbuilt audience who, unlike you, like will watch something like that and the the kind of the wash of familiarity is something that they want um which sadly is just the state of affairs that we're in now like everything has to be you know everything has to on some level it's the member berries thing all over again it's like literally that's like south park has like predicted where we are right now and that's it like everything has to be remake you remember a warm fuzzy feeling you had watching something else and i i'm um, I'm also going to be slightly controversial here um, because I've been reading a lot of people kicking back at um, old directors complaining about superhero movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was the, the recent he, one? Uh, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, one. sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah like, so Ridley Scott's come out and said, because every interview now from any publication with a older generation director they deliberately beat this question they deliberately set this up because they know they're going to get clickbait out in anyway but i'm not i i don't disagree with what ridley scott said and if you disagree with it that's fine it's just his opinion i personally i personally think that when you watch uh when you watch a superhero movie there is uh regardless what the 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 setup is regardless what the you know the the villain is or whatever there is out with maybe that one movie where they killed off a lot of people and then brought most of them back um out with those movies they are essentially just beat for beat exactly the same movie there is no real threat there because there isn't any real threat there as i like you know what i mean like as there's there's it's it's all very much a same yeah let's not take away from i think his points and the reason a lot of people are kicking back on it is he says the storytelling's pretty bad some of them are some of them tell a story a bit better um but i mean they are essentially just insert new villain like play it out this way villain almost destroys earth superhero saves the day link it to the next movie insert superhero villain insert superhero superhero has lots to get overcome superhero wins move on to the next i mean that's what they are and i mean there's an audience that like that there's an audience built in that want to see their heroes overcome adversity knowing that their heroes will overcome adversity um that's i mean that's that's a fine fine template i mean it, it works it's existed before the marvel movies 
it'll exist long after the Marvel movies are a thing. It's just the Marvel movies are the big industry version of that just now. But Ridley Scott is entitled to say that he doesn't like them without people calling them old and out of touch. Well, and the directors Al- that came before him did exactly the same thing. They didn't like the horror movies of the the eighties. The ones before that right. didn't like or the, the sci-fi old, movies in the fifties. Or yeah, or the serial westerns or whatever. Like there, there are people perpetually people in making movies yes. that are artists, and then there yep. are other movies that are meant for popular consumption yeah 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 entertainment well there's a there's the and that's not to say you can't be entertained by art but there is a there is a distinct line and like the only the only kickback i would give ridley scott is like you are throwing stones in a glass house because you've made some pretty terrible movies like some really 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 bad movies so uh, that have never even achieved what some of these movies have from a commercial standpoint let alone you know from from an ensemble cast point of view but at the same time if if old man scott doesn't like a doesn't like a a superhero movie and he thinks a trash cinema he's entitled to his own opinion just as much as you are to say well i disagree but it's the it's the fucking hatred he's so out of touch he doesn't understand well no he just doesn't like those movies anymore and he struggles to get financing for his movies because demographically speaking the movies that are making money just now are superhero movies and horror movies and that's it well and alan points out jane campion recently threw some shade at superhero movies as well uh lee just dropped by to say hey what up lee um bye lee (laughs) but you know i i think it's the difference between active and passive viewing right like i like those superhero movies but it's because i it gives me an opportunity to sit down in a recliner and watch a movie that doesn't require me to put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. And and there are directors like the Russo brothers who, who did those Captain America movies and the Avengers Endgame and stuff like that. And they're really good at making those movies. Mm-hmm. And so I enjoy them. I, I'm able to sit down and kind of, you know, check my brain at the door and, and enjoy that film. Um, yeah. But there's also like, I've been watching uh, Let the Right One In a couple of times recently uh, for a show I'm doing, and that's the exact opposite of that kind of movie. Or, you know, Jane Campion's The Power of the Dog, which I'm really looking forward to seeing, but I am sure Mm -hmm. that is a movie that's going to require me to focus on it and really think about what's going on and what this all means and that kind of thing. And, you know, both of those things can exist comfortably alongside one another. 100%. 100%. And and you know the thing to your point though if if your identity is so tied up in those movies where the idea that like an old school director like a Scorsese is like eh those movies are kind of shit and that yeah. somehow offends you personally yeah. then like th- that's a problem that you've got uh yeah. you know like everyone's entitled to their opinion there are some of those Marvel movies I dearly love there are some of them that I've seen one time. Don't care if I ever see them again. You know, they're yeah. not great. And, and or like I, I've often said, Duncan, mm-hmm. um, don't take any plug nickels. No. What I've often said, Duncan, <laughs> is <laughs> most days I would rather watch a bad, mo- bad horror movie than a good drama. Yeah. But 
uh, my identity is not tied up in horror movies in a way. Like, I love horror movies. I talk about horror yep. movies all the time. I produce podcasts about horror movies, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But if somebody tells me, like, I think Night of the Creeps is one of the best movies ever. But if somebody says, I think that movie is shit, it doesn't offend me to my core. No, it shouldn't. <laughs> because it's like, well, fine. You know, like we have different tastes like and different experiences. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I get yeah. it. I understand if somebody is, well, maybe I don't understand it, but I certainly allow for it. And, yeah. and I don't think someone's a bad person because they don't agree with every opinion I have about movies. Like uh, somebody just earlier today was like, oh, I think it's kind of a bummer. You don't like the new Halloween movies. And, uh, you know, because I'd like to hear you talk more about them. I was like, eh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm glad that people like them. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I'm don't, the same. You know I mean, know. like if 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 you went to see Halloween Kills and you walked out thinking it was the best Halloween movie you've ever seen, that all power for you. I mean, I, yeah. I legitimately mean that. I've, I've I've said as many times, movies like the the idea and concept of someone creating art that wasn't appreciated by anyone is a horrible thought so i mean there's there is an audience out there for everything um doesn't mean i have to enjoy it but also i'm not gonna go out my way like i i'll state my opinion on something but my opinion you know i mean at no point am i trying to force someone to agree with my points like I'll, i'll make my points but at the end of it if someone says well you know, I heard what you said, Duncan, but, you know, I just totally disagree. And you picked this up at, you know, the wrong end or whatever. You're welcome to say that. And that's fine. Uh, that's that's what that's what conversation's for. But I, I've just never, I've never, like, I, this is the new norm. The new norm is these old, older directors are going to be asked this question every fucking time. And these older directors are going to struggle because they all do struggle with getting financing for their movies. Um, and it's very, very easy as a scapegoat to blame whatever's popular right now. And yeah. superhero movies are, for I think we're starting to see a bit of a dip, but um, they are, for the most part, the big thing at the moment. The, 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 you know, the driving force that's driving a lot of people to go back into cinemas or watch movies at home. So um doesn't mean that you have to watch them all. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to critique them all. I can't imagine Ridley Scott has watched half of the Marvel movies that he's passed comment on. Sure, yeah, and if he had the misfortune to see one of them Zack Snyder, like Batman v Superman movies, and he was yeah. like, this is garbage, you'd be like, you're, I'm, I'm afraid you're right, yeah. Mr. Scott. Yeah. Sir, Sir Ridley <laughs> Scott. So, is he a sir? I don't know. <laughs> we'll make him one. Yeah, he, he's a sir to me. Uh, so what was your good? Oh what yeah. Um, before I get to that, just one thing from chat. Alan uh, pointed out something that I think is true, where he said the difference between like superhero movies and horror movies these days is what he refers to as the cover charge of like, yeah, a horror movie you're gonna get made for five or ten million, yeah, and these superhero 100%. movies cost two hundred million, and that's why, you know, that's why Disney goes so hard on them mm-hmm. is because you know when one hits it makes a billion dollars yeah and yeah, yeah. you know and, and they have said before like it, it disney is not afraid to say we are in the business of making blockbusters and not you know pensive navel gazing art house films yeah well um, they have to though at this stage yeah. they spent so much money acquiring all these other studios that they kind of have to make all the money because if yeah. they don't 
doors close you know what i mean very 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 quickly so i think duncan you're going to enjoy uh talking about my good which mm. is of course uh dennis Villeneuve's dune oh dude which is a tremendous movie um, could you imagine that like, could you imagine there was a conceivable world there for about what about two weeks before that movie came out where there was conversations active conversations going around that there was not going to be a part two that's ridiculous like you, you this is one of those things that you have to go all in on like 100%. lord of the rings or something where it's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah we're just gonna make two or three of these because mm -hmm. that's the only way to tell this story and yeah. I was thinking about it because when I first saw it, the, the when when it ends, I was just like, "Oh, I want to." But we just got yeah. to the oh, just we're just getting started. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you've just sat through a two and a half hour movie, and we are just getting started. Yeah, and it never felt like that, that's the the thing is I like you never get a chance to look at your watch. Or check your phone when you watch the Lynch one because it is so manic and so crammed with everything because it's trying to tell a nine-hour story and you know two hours. Mm -hmm. So there's never any time to. There's always something bizarre and crazy and weird happening on the screen. And the case of this one is the other way around. You know, like it's it has so much room to breathe, but it has the same effect. At no point did I feel like well, we're taking our time here with this. It, it yeah, flew in. And I left like so well done, like so, like so well done. And the fact that like Villeneuve himself has come and said, you know, the majority of what you saw, if you know, and, and huge swaths of it, is just not shot against green screen because he wouldn't allow it to be done. So that's like a lot of those are on location shots. Obviously, the buildings and constructions they have to be added in, but the actual scenery themselves, the sand dunes, none of that is green screen. Yeah, that is like taking actors out, and I it makes a huge fucking difference. It's gorgeous. That movie mm. looks so good, and just the the production design and the costume design and yeah. all that stuff. It's just so dead on, and it's it's unusual and it's fanciful, and it it all it just contributes to this incredible world building yeah. that happens throughout the film. The performances are amazing. Uh, you know, there are nods to the Lynch Dune that I really like, because obviously Villeneuve was, if not a fan, certainly had seen it more than once. He must have. <laughs> and, you know, it, but it all, it's also way more coherent mm -hmm. uh, because the, the first movie is just all about like, Hey, we're, we are a family being put in charge of Dune and or Arrakis and yeah and we've got to try to make that work because we're getting set up for failure spoilers it's failure and yeah. that's kind of the whole movie is this more shakespearean arc of you know paul atreides mm. coming to terms with his birthright yeah uh, and and you know like it's sort of that that idea of you know some people have greatness uh they're born with greatness and some have it yeah. thrust upon them and paul atreides is kind of both well he is yeah and, and that's what i loved about this interpretation because it leans more into the kind of benny Gesserit like thousand year plan yeah <laughs> which i mean like that's what that's what i want because that's so prominent in the in the book so uh yeah i thought it was like and right, I know there was some people saying that they they didn't like the like they they prefer um, 
the, the the kind of Baron Harkonnen performance of the you know the Lynch one where he's a, more flying about the place and all the rest. I thought Stellan Starsgard was fucking brilliant. Yeah, he yeah he's just very like good. him sitting at, him sitting in black mud for the whole movie made me happy. <laughs> just like an evil motherfucker. And Dave Bautista was great yeah. as mm-hmm. you know just his you know steroided up offspring that's just like let's let's kill them all and he's just like just calm down just calm down for a second like all of this is gonna play out as it should and but like the political side of and that's one of the things i really like about dune is that it's this weird mix of of sort of sci-fi fantasy but it's grounded in these sort of real world politics yeah it's kind of this is what like if if the phantom menace had been written for adults yeah that's, that's done you know what i mean it's like un- unfortunately george lucas when he made the phantom menace didn't really understand how to make a movie that dealt with complex politics um and as such we had trade embargoes um for the majority of that fucking movie no it's it's it's, uh, it's an incredible movie it once again solidifies like villeneuve's never made a bad movie and if anything as a director he's only fucking getting better like every movie looks and i after after watching after watching that blade runner movie like he'd made arrival and i was like this is clearly one of the best made movies ever you know what i mean and mm-hmm. then he made that he made blade runner, a movie no one should have ever tackled right but he made it and it, it was like still is i think one of the the best looking movies of like all time i think the cinematography is absolutely fucking stunning in that and then he's made dune and i'm like He's done it again. <laughs> He's like, he just yeah. seems to do it effortlessly. He seems to have a, a an eye for cinema that I think people will be looking back on 50, like 100 years from now, looking back and it and go, that, this is, you know, this is where cinema leveled up. Um, sure. So, yeah. He's one of the best working directors and certainly one of, you know, like at the height of his power mm-hmm. where yeah it just seems like he can do no wrong I, and i agree I well don't his think movies made... don't make money that's the thing yeah like arrival didn't make money it, it wasn't seen as being financially successful blade runner wasn't financially successful this dune movie hasn't made its money back yet it's obviously greenlit enough um for the next one but it, this is one of these few occasions where I like the fact that studios are are saying, right, well, these movies don't make shitload of money, but look at all the critical acclaim and just look at the movie. Look at this fucking incredible work. Like, just like, keep bankrolling him mm-hmm. to do what he wants to do. And he's, um, yeah, it's like, I can't wait. Like, 2023 can't come quick enough for me. I cannot wait to see part two. Uh, and he says he's got a trilogy in mind. So he, he wants he wants his third part. And, um, I hope they give it to him. I hope the audience sticks around for it because we need we need stuff like this. We do, we so badly need cinema like this. Um, I think it's going to pick up me. steam. Like I think that, you know the first movie has to. Yeah, the right. next one is always training and the the build up for what if I imagine if they break up the second movie is all his training the you know the rise of Harkonnen uh, on Arrakis and all the evil shit they'll do, and then it has to. Unless he crams it all into a second movie, it'll end right very much like Lord of the Rings. It'll end on that point where you're going to get Return of the King, which is going to be all out fucking the war. Quinsec Shadrach is, yeah, is yeah, born, like, yeah. Yeah, like Paul, Paul Atreides on top of a fucking sandworm 
riding it like a fucking surfboard. Give me that movie. I can't wait. The, the only thing we're not going to get is Patrick Stewart with a pug strapped to the front of him running down with lasers while the bagpipes play. That's the only... Like, Lynch is just a different entity. He's like that. Yeah, cinema needs this. And yes, it, it does. Yeah, it... <laughs> I. I wonder if Lynch will see this new Dune. I'd like know? to think so. I would like to think so. Yeah, because um, I, I, even though he's certainly not crazy about his own version of it, I wonder if oh, he's he tied. It, yeah, yeah. I wonder if he's tied enough to the material that he could watch Villeneuve's Dune and be like, "He got it." You know. Yeah. I would like. To, I would like to think so. I would like to think so. One of my favorite things I found online uh, recently, just as an aside, because we're talking about David Lynch before we start talking about slasher, which mm-hmm. is just going to make us angry, um, is there's a great clip. If you get a chance to check it out, um, there's um, someone's put them side by side on YouTube of John Waters talking about David Lynch and David Lynch talking about John Waters and how they have this weird kind of weird respect and friendship that I didn't know existed. I can't remember the movie that John Waters had out the same year that Eraserhead came out. Um, But apparently, actively, John Waters was telling people not to watch his movie and go and see this film by this new director, David Lynch, um, who'd done this movie, Eraserhead, which blew his mind. Um, It's like, it's fascinating. The two of them speak so so highly of each other and i think like, it just kind of warmed my heart and it like really warmed my heart that that sort of weird sort of relationship exists between two directors that you wouldn't normally put in the same sense but actually weirdly kind of makes sense yeah i that it does make a, a sort of sense i would yeah. think would it all right, hang on. Bear with me. I'm trying to. I'm trying so to. Eraser heads. Eraser seventy seven. Yeah, and so it would have been desperate living. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so it would have been John Waters saying, "Don't see desperate living. Go and see Eraserhead. Which desperate living is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've got like that's it's just like you. He, he apparently seen Eraserhead and it blew his mind. Um, and he wanted everyone to go and see it, and it's something that Lynch has never forgotten. So whenever he's asked about John Waters, he speaks about him very highly. That yeah, you're right. Like it's not something I I wouldn't necessarily put the two of those directors together, but it makes a ton of sense. I imagine, I imagine David Lynch would laugh out loud watching a John Waters movie. I just get the 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 humor, the humor. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, um, the the. I think it's because David Lynch has a real corny sense of humor. He hundred percent has a corny sense of humor. And and That's John Waters kind of like John Waters is filthy. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's also very silly. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I could see that. Um, Alan asks know. any interest in the Incal adaptation. I'm not even sure what that is, Alan. You're gonna have. To, I don't know what that is. Yeah. You spell it out for. We 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 do not have the finger on the pulse of everything in in cal sounds like a spreadsheet program to me yeah or or like a like a a brand of skateboards for like Mm, yeah yeah or or just fashion like in cal shirts but it's it's definitely yeah but definitely a west coast kind of business and yes if if it's the story of in cal shirts uh i'm there i Um, want that adaptation (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, Duncan, let's get into this because it, uh, it, this show isn't going to talk about itself. Yeah, um, well, let, let me just put it this way. This yes. show in three minutes, 
into this show, I was like that. All right, so he's the killer then. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, like, I, I hopefully, you, like, I sh- as soon as you come on the screen, I was like, all right, so you're the guy that killed Kit. Fine. Because, right. like, you don't introduce a character like this right but, at the start of the episode. Episode number five. <laughs> you don't introduce this character unless he's the fucking killer, so... Um, Alan says, yeah, it's like Clippy. Um, <laughs> well, well done. Um, yeah, so, but this also goes to our overarching theory. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like, that. Like the more time we spend with the two people that we've said are the modern yeah. druids, the more their, their psychopath nature comes out. There is a scene in this with them and... Um, the, the fake druid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the with the fake druid, and then later on with the the drunk guy, the drunk racist guy, mm-hmm. with the shake him down, and I'm like, right, these two kids are psychopaths. Yeah, like absolute fucking psychopaths. Why? Why so, would you not be? Uh, yeah. All right. So yes, I, yeah. I think we once again have called even the twist of of slasher fairly early on because we're that good. Or Aaron Martin is that bad. That, I think he's that bad, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're, we're not geniuses. We're just smarter than him. Um, <laughs> so, so, hey, listen. Uh, 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 the, the man with an IQ of 67 is smarter, you know, in, in a room full of people with an IQ of 43. You yeah. are a genius by those standards. And that's all it takes, Bo. I, that's all it takes. I, I think, think Aaron Martin and his group of writers are working at about a 45 in that room and we're we're running a cool comfortable 55 which i know is very low <laughs> i i think the expression that we might be hunting for here is even uh in the kingdom of the blind even the one-eyed man is king that's the one yeah that the that's one. that's because my iq is 56 um Ooh, yeah look at me I got... 56 <laughs> <laughs> that someone grabbed that and that is the new gif yeah please do I want that, like, ever, uh, that gift should play if the video cuts out again. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Technical difficulties written uh, along the bottom. I, I may uh, just do it periodically <laughs> as we're discussing this episode. Uh, so, yeah, so it's 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Even though it's really bright for 6 like, o'clock to 9 o'clock, but whatever. Are, we, are the last three episodes just the last three hours of this? Like, an hour each? It, it it's be. gotta be. It's gotta be 9 to 10, 10 to 11, or 11 to 12. Or... Must be. Well, did we start at 6? I think we did, so maybe it goes to 6 a.m. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, I haven't yeah. looked that far. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to pretend that it <laughs> doesn't exist. Because, again, <laughs> oh. what what if I, I, like, luck out and die before we have to watch another <laughs> one of these? That's why you weren't the cardiologist. Yeah, I was like, tell me something's wrong. He's like, no, nah, everything seems to be fine. I was like, you goddamn liar. You tell me that my I could go at any minute. Because uh, I got to watch Slasher. He was like, all right, you can go at any minute if that makes you feel yep. better. But nurse, he's going to be fine. Um, Here, I will give you a doctor's note to get out of recording this week. <laughs> I, Alan says if, if, if he could hook us up with an Aaron Martin interview, would we take it? I, yes. I would, yes, I would be really interested to talk as, as much shit as we've talked about Aaron Martin. I would be curious to hear what his philosophy is yeah. in making these shows. I would also like to think that if he ever listened to us talk, he would at least laugh. 
you would even hope. if he disagreed, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would hope, yeah. Like, I, I would On his piles of money, he'd be like, fuck these <laughs> well, guys. He, he's doing fine. Like, it got the, the show got dropped, right, from Netflix, but comfortably landed on Shudder. And you know what Shudder's like? Shudder never drops anything. Yeah. That's why we have three seasons of Creepshow now. Um, you know what I mean? They don't drop anything, even, even if people don't like it. So... Yeah, if if you if you if that thing happened, I think we could do a veteran interview. Uh, yes, well, we, we certainly uh, have the background for it. We, yeah, we know our stuff now. Yeah, so we just don't know what what's we, going on with him. We yeah, we know we as like all good journalists, we have our W questions to ask. Yeah, um, we know the what, we just don't know the why. We don't know the why. Um, all right, so. 6 yes. p.m. to 9 p.m. episode 5 uh we start off at the big fuck party the solstice party again for like literally no reason at all out with here he's here's kept making out with another person and i'm like okay and it's a girl with stars in her hair uh yes. who we just yeah you're right we we have this flashback to introduce her so we can then cut to her holding a memorial one year later. Yeah. So she's holding a memorial one year later, like all teary-eyed about the fact that she got fingered by this guy a year ago, right? <laughs> like literally, this, this, is what, this is what we're doing here. And there are other people there. Yeah, because she did hand stuff uh, yeah, I mean, like, one time. More, more, yeah, like there's there's more than just this woman here to to memorialize kit the walking hard on I, I don't it's a bigger funeral than i'll ever have uh <laughs> i mean it's like 20 people gathered around yeah like and she's oh you know we shared a moment and all the rest and then like like then the camera pans room to clearly obvious original druid killer wyatt um who rocks up with a half empty bottle of red wine mm-hmm uh, red red wine anyway he's got like but he's he's there and he's just like ah oh, this is all fucking bullshit and um she like but we instantly we instantly like the like the tv show wants you to know not only is this guy bad because mm-hmm. he's rocked up with a bottle of wine and he looks all disheveled and he's not dressed for a funeral because he's not wearing black but like <laughs> one of our opening lines is like that you know, you, you stalked me. You were a creep. You liked like two hundred pictures of mine, like in an hour. Uh huh. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh that's right, because the computer, social media, that's the enemy of the season. Yeah, people. Yeah, right. Stalking people online. Oh right, let's do that. He's, he must be a bad guy. Um, and we have this really awkward confrontation between these two characters, where once again, all this is all this is doing is giving you a woman whose name I didn't bother to even try and memorize because she is out of this TV show within five minutes. And this guy, Wyatt, who they make sure you've got the name. She mentions, she says about four times. And the reason she says it four times is he has like a degree of importance in this, but that will not get to, to the end of the episode. Although as soon as he come on screen, you fucking knew it was him. Yes, dude. The Okay. First of all, how in the world did these two ever date? He looks like her father. He's got... It's un- un- fucking 
unbelievable, right? This guy, he's not only does he look like his father, he's two steps away from the Bill Mosley homeless character, yeah, oh, like we saw uh, before. Yeah, for a second, that's who I thought it was. And then I was yeah, like, I oh, <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not our good pal Bill Mosley, who mostly down in this show. Yeah. He, 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 <laughs> <laughs> mostly that that show it was like as soon as he drank that that like fucking blood spiked coffee which i would once again he's the one that like called in he would still in my books be prime fucking suspect mm-hmm. well but no 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 he's yeah. he's disappeared he's disappeared he's like i don't We're know where he's been. It, yeah he, yeah, he only gone. had like two days on set um <laughs> but like you're right like this guy is like clearly clearly 20 maybe 30 years older than that like yeah. fucking full-on gray stubble messy hair looks like an alcoholic and there's her like mid-20s maybe if yeah. that you would have to think so because kit was all over her the year before where she was at a rave so yeah and he's not after the old chicks like look what happened with sexy teacher he was like, you're old and broke down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he confronts her about like, you know, look, this whole memorial thing is a bunch of bullshit. You know that, right? Yeah. And she says, listen, Wyatt. <laughs> one night. <laughs> Your with- name's Wyatt. And the yeah. audience needs to know that. One night with, with Kit was more real than two years with you. And I was like. Wow, sick burn on her dad, but uh, that like, but that is a that is what she says. That's her line. One night, like one night or one hour with Kit, it was worth more than two years with you. And I'm like, are we watching a soap opera right now? I mean, yes, it's yeah, like she all it was missing was hard glass of wine that she threw in his face. Red, red wine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah but he does throw the bottle though like after this conversation he, he, he just tosses it i really like that move and so after he leaves she's placing a picture of kit at the base of this tree it's like mm, i miss you kit and you're like who are you again yeah oh, who, right. who are you like we don't even really fully know your name and that's right we won't have to yeah because you're going to be gone very fucking soon any death scene which might be my favorite it's pretty good it's pretty it's a good great death scene i'll give them that like when they go for death they really do it this one but i've never seen a death like this on screen before and i actually thought it was quite clever so i will give them their credit that way so what happens is the druid comes up behind her puts yeah. a, a plastic bag around her head and kind of ties it off and then he uh <laughs> speaking of let the right one in gives her the old hawking by uh hanging her up by her feet yep. and then cutting her throat which then fills the bag up with blood which is i, th- I thought was pretty good was cool yeah, yeah as we have good. often said yes the one thing that slasher gets absolutely right is that the kills are generally really gnarly and and, and memorable clever. yeah memorable that's the like i can remember all i if you if i if, you know if you gave me like a minute i could probably recall all the deaths in the second season and mm-hmm. i could probably recall the majority of the deaths of the first season 
So, like, they get that bit right. Like, interestingly enough, the way that we think about slasher movies from the 80s now, when you talk to someone about it, like, you know, you mentioned, like, a, like a My Bloody Valentine or something, people will instantly recall the look of the killer and the deaths in the movie. Not, you know, like, specific plot points or whatever. Like, we're always a bit vague on those, but you will always remember the deaths and you'll always remember how the killer looked. So, uh, from that point of view, it's an aptly named TV show. Um, we just expect more in 2019 um, when the show was made. Uh, but yeah, like so, like so, she's dead. No need to remember anything about her because right. why bother? It, and yet, it, 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 transformer like, slashery thing comes up, and yeah, that's oh, as good wait, to wait, go. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and then we jump to a flashback, of course. More flashback. Holy fuck! See, there's a question I want to ask Aaron Martin, like are you ever going to do a season that has no flashbacks because that would be well, great I, I think it's i i i once again 80 slasher movies have a lot of flashbacks mm-hmm. right but not as much per like runtime if you did the ratio that is way off in slasher well it's usually- and everyone has everyone has to have a flashback and every character <laughs> doesn't need to have a flashback flashbacks are usually reserved for the killer it's usually one at the beginning and one at the end one at one at the yeah. beginning to set up the premise of the movie one at the end to tell yeah. you who the killer is and kind of explain yes it. yeah um all right but in, in this case we're going back 10 months to catch up with dawn who is working on her website uh sex and violets or whatever Yeah, because her name's violet yeah and joe comes in and he's he gives her a little bit of shit for like hey how about good morning huh and uh she's like i've been working on my site you got to check it out joe and my dawn impression by the way getting more accurate and less your dawn impression yeah your dawn impression is fucking spot on it's but she is easily easily the most annoying character it doesn't make me feel better (laughs) um (laughs) And she's like, Joe, I didn't even know crime was my thing, but look at me now. I've really, I've got a website. I've got my, my fans. It's going to be great, Joe. And my violets. Yeah. Oh, and she, uh, she ends up hugging Joe and she grabs his dick and says, Oh, it looks like I've got a new follower. And yeah. in a line, and I like that as a line. I like, yes. like that as a line. I thought, right, that's that's kind of fun. Can't wait to see them fuck. But then our website goes down, bro. Well, then Joe responds with a line that made me throw my phone out the window, <laughs> where he says, "Yeah, that new follower is going to be DMing you all night." And I was like, "Oh no, you fucked it up." Yeah, like yeah, that she would dry up like the Sahara at that point. Well, it she would... does. She she fakes she, she fakes a website outage to get out of this. Yeah, a four hundred four <laughs> return error just to to stop talking. <laughs> well, um, well, because she sits down in that website, comes back online real fucking fast. So, uh, <laughs> she hits refresh, clears her cash, bow hits refresh, and is back. Yeah, um, right. So. She's like, I got to call my web guy, and then oh i just needed to uh, that's a timeout error is what's going on there she's just got what either too much traffic yeah. or she's on a bad server or something anyway um but she abandons the fuck for yeah. fixing her website 
but mm-hmm. Joe's already bailed. He's like, I'm done yeah, with this. Yeah, he's he's all blue balled, so he walks out, and uh, we get the 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 birth of his relationship with Angel, which is about the most ham fisted fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It's just like it's like, what well, you got there, buddy? Or oh, you got some champagne? It's pronounced uh, champagne. Yeah, <laughs> you celebrating something? No, I just like the bubbles. They make me happy. All right. Wish I was happy. Oh, what's wrong? <laughs> you know, literally, yeah, no, you're literally right. It is. I wish <laughs> I was happy. That's <laughs> literally how it's set up. Um, and somehow they get from, I wish it was that happy. I wish I was that happy to, yeah, I can make you happy. <laughs> like, yeah, I got something I bet, right here. I bet you yeah, it's, it's just so, so fucking ham fisted, right? Uh, right. I have, I have been, well, listen, there are times, Bo, that I've left the house. I've been incredibly horny uh-huh. i have not spoken to my neighbor and then thought let's fuck never happened i think never that happened. all the time but that's uh it's because my neighbor never wears clothes um so a scathing indictment against mrs carmichael your next door neighbor she's you a know, real looker in the 50s you, you, if you got it flaunt it and if you had it shat it i think is Ramman in chat says Slasher needs to have the saw theme played every time a flashback occurs. Not wrong. No, it really is. Every uh, every flashback in the show, anyway, is based in a saw like light. Oh yeah. That's how they t- that's how you know it's a flashback because the 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 they put a Instagram filter over it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just the word. The All right. So, so now we go back to the present and our detective is i think they're outside is it amy's place yes and because we just don't ever see her again after her death in the last episode and did we see her dad react to that no no because i'll tell you what's real funny about it we do see him in this episode momentarily after the scene and he seems relatively well put together considering his daughter's died, and he's been told off screen that it happened. No, that's Emma Notberts. I'm talking about Amy with the VR. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. Well, regardless, Emma Notberts is dead. Her dad yeah. knows that she's dead. Yeah. He didn't see him get to- told about it. He's at a computer and they're talking about it online, and he seems relatively fine. Well, but he's dulled his emotions with alcohol. Like well, I as we'll have. see later on, like yeah, he's he walks out with. He walks out with what I would class as a like a, a college dorm full of alcohol, but uh, so many bottles, like so many, uh, an impractical amount of bottles in brown paper bags yeah. which would have torn through the weight. But as by the by, yeah, no, no, yeah, you're right. Like we've literally, like, because this is the, since, because we still, they haven't found the, bo- the body of drill through the head victim yet no no we haven't done we didn't do anything with that this episode yeah that's just been fucking shelved um so once again assuming two killers which i think we're right on um this body's obviously been moved somewhere because all the others had been posed in such a way that they would have been found so um yeah so they've they're outside the the amy thing like that and who's fucking there oh that's right don's there Uh with our fucking mobile phone i'll tell you right now this police officer uh lucky they're in canada that's all i'm gonna say like had this been in the states then she uh, still would have gotten off um probably yeah white women yeah Uh, it's 
like Dawn has her phone up and it's just like freedom of the press. And yeah. the, the detective is like, that's not how that works. Uh, I, and she <laughs> takes her phone and yep. Dawn freaks out about it. And she, she the, and the detective rightly says like, look, I'm trying to protect you from yourself because mm-hmm. this is a real fuck around and find out kind of situation. And yeah. you are deep into fucking around with the Druid and you're teetering perilously close to the find out part of this. Yeah. And Dawn finally agrees like, okay, I won't, I won't post any more pictures about the Druid. And so the detective kind of reluctantly hands her back her phone. Mm-hmm. And so, of course we know that that's not how this is going to work, but Dawn. Oh no, like I, I knew she was, I knew she was out this episode and I was over fucking joyed. Is she though? Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, no, yeah, no, she, she's I've, out. Like I've her eyes forgotten. do the Pennywise thing at the end. Yeah, <laughs> she goes, like, like literally like, <laughs> by the end. I yeah, I had forgotten the very end because I remember thinking during the episode, like, there's the point where she's still left alive, and I was like, ugh, is this just gonna no, be? But you're right, no, you're like, right. The, yeah, like we'll talk, we'll talk about that death, which like that's not how knives and skulls work. You can't. It's not like warm butter. Um, the way he puts the bar, the bar, her eyes literally, the CGI her eyes like all that, yeah. fucking amazing. Uh, but yeah, she, I knew she wasn't coming back. I so. do love that the druid in this in this episode is just like stab him in the jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll we'll get to all that stuff. But so, uh, we. <laughs> We cut to Jen and Sadia. She and robocops him. Yeah. Like she literally, literally robocops him. Because he does make the kind of oh, kind of noise. Which... <laughs> Butthead, kick me in the jimmy. Um, <laughs> so... Anyway, all right, so Jen and Sadia and Connor, aka our main character and the killers, are out shopping. And the two killers. Which is a great name for their band. Are <laughs> are <laughs> they're hanging out at some costume shop, aka a clothes store or a goodwill or something. And mm. as they're going through some costumes for Sadia, out jumps a dude. The dude. This yeah. is the dude that found the teacher. This is the dude that was running around dressed like the druid earlier on, being an absolute fucking shithead, who apparently has not learned his lesson after finding his teacher fucking mutilated. He's still running around with a fake axe like a prick, mm-hmm. trying to scare people, and um, he lets them know about the Deadpool. Yeah. And Which not the Clint me, Eastwood movie. Well, it instantly made me think of the Clint Eastwood movie, a movie that I unabashedly love. Well, it's got Jim Carrey playing a weird Axl Rose type. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also has a little, little mobile remote control yeah. cars with bombs in them. Yeah, the remote control uh, car. I love that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I need to watch that movie again. It's a good car chase. Yeah. Isn't that the, I think it is the last Dirty Harry movie, technically. So I, Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's yeah, yeah. right. Uh, because he was too old to keep playing it 40 years yeah, ago. I'm, I'm, I'm too old to keep doing this one here, yet I will continue. He's got a new movie out. Yeah. Like The Crying Mule or something. I don't know. Uh, I can't remember no, what it is. There's The Mule, and then there's yeah. a new movie called like Mucho Macho. 
That's that he's the one, in? yeah. So he's, he's I'm like, yeah, I'm too old to play Dirty Harry. <laughs> Instead, I'm just going to make movies where I'm involved in three ways at the age of 90, 99. Listen, when you are him at that point, you could, you'd like, you just like tick off the things you didn't get to do in real life. I'm going to do it with two girls. <laughs> and then I'm going to shoot a Hispanic fella. Like, no, Clint. Should I do the stool thing again? No, Clint. Nobody understood what you were doing. Why were you at the Republican convention? I'm a Republican. Yeah, we know you are. (laughs) I think every movie you've ever done has taught us that lesson. In the middle of his in the middle of his three ways, like, did I come? (laughs) (laughs) Tell the truth and all the confusion. I kind of lost count. (laughs) These days it's more of a puff of dust. It's like stepping on a mushroom. (laughs) I gotta take my boner pills. But in all the confusion, I can't remember how many I took. Did I take five boner pills? Or six? What'll keep me hard? The other will explode my heart. I'll tell you this way. You don't have to ask the woman if she's lucky. Uh, she's feeling lucky. If he's taking five, you're up all night. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you a question. Do you feel moist, punk? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, so after uh. after they watch the Deadpool. Um, <laughs> well, he talks about the Deadpool and he yeah. says that um, our... our, our or murder or check um it's top of the list she's like she's the one that the everyone's voting will be the next on the block um and sadia she is fourth on the list i think is what he says yeah. and they're like well where do you appear in the list is well i don't live in the same building as you and everyone that's dying is in your building they're like well mm, you're kind of making a mockery if i'm dressing up like i'm being a dick um what's to say that maybe he doesn't come after you and he's like nah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> shut up you're stupid and then just runs off but they did like they, they lean and this is where i'm like that yeah these the the they're little cycles like really and I just like more and more they they remind me a lot of in a lot of respects because you're going to do the two killer thing and um, they reminded me a lot of uh Stu and billy from scream mm-hmm. or they uh, show up and ask to borrow some eggs yeah <laughs> funny games uh-huh. uh yeah so like but they, they do have this like their, their interactions there. and i was like all right i, I like i'm 100 percent right well we're 100 percent right we knew it we're fine uh go us but yeah like they're, they're all kind of having fun ha ah, like this and then we're not going to spend we're not going to really spend that much time with these characters at all in this episode um we, i think we revisit them again twice and that is it yeah and so because it's kind of dawn's episode because she's about to go pennywise on us <laughs> she does her eyes literally go like that. yeah um, it's, <laughs> which i i appreciate i like a good cockeyed look in a in what? a movie but um yeah so <laughs> dawn dawn ends up going back to her uh apartment after the uh detective has chewed her out some mm-hmm. and she finds a package with no return address yes uh that is sitting at her door so she picks it up takes it inside 
Joe comes in and says, "What's in the box?" And <laughs> but they make they make a reference to you never make a reference to anything that is a hundred million times better than what I'm watching because all it wants me all it makes me want to do is watch that rather than watch this. Also, like, oh, it's head. <laughs> also, Duncan, that's our shtick. Yes, that's the we, what we, we do. And so, Aaron we? Martin, back off. Yeah, if we ever do get that interview, we are going to tell you that. Yeah, that uh, making references to Seven is what we do. Yes, and Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. And suddenly, Aaron Martin has the upper hand. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to tell Aaron Martin that I love his sit. (laughs) Hey, executive producer, love the suit. Um, so it, she says it's from her stands, and Joe's yeah. like, "Ugh, you're you're the worst." And yeah, well, no, like, yeah, like he says you're the worst because he now knows that he's going to have to ask her to explain what stands mean, and it means stalker fans. Which, I mean, yes, but it also is just a direct reference to the Eminem song, right? Isn't that where it I all came from? So, yeah, 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 I would have thought so. But they're yeah. probably not allowed to say. Well, I would imagine Eminem. Yeah, like Eminem will sue, like fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll release a diss track about Slasher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, inside uh, the package, when she finally opens it up, is this hideous doll with a Grim yeah. Reaper cloak on, and and along with a card, Duncan, that says, uh, "Hey, I can help you find the killer. Call this five 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 number." And Joe's like, absolutely not. Are you crazy? <laughs> like, Joe's Joe's the only one with any modicum of common sense here. Because Joe's like that. Listen, I can't even trust you. I'm prepared to give up my gay relationship. Pack a bag and get you the fuck out yes. of here. Right. You you have fucked around for a long time. And you're yeah. coming close to finding out. And she's like, yeah, that's exactly what the detective said to me. And he's like, well, she's right. <laughs> yeah. That's what paid law enforcement said. Yeah. Um, yeah. And instead of, you know, asking a police officer to maybe, I don't know, hang out near my apartment in case, mm-hmm. you know, the finding out part happened. Uh, she's just like, why, why is there not? Why is this building not riddled with police? Like outside every door just yeah. waiting to yes a hundred yes it makes zero sense it makes it like we've got so many bodies now of people that lived in this apartment building dead on the anniversary of the druid murder of kit there's police everywhere yeah and dawn hesitates for about mm, two seconds and then yeah. texts this dude and says no gluts <laughs> no no guts no glory and yeah. you're like Ugh, all right dawn you're yeah. done for <laughs> bells in our bells out both um so uh, and all right so then we catch up with sheriff dan who is busy yeah. drinking and working on his white power manifesto yeah and he, so he gets this pop-up message saying, yes you've seen this um and it's a theory as to who might be the killer of his daughter now once again we never saw the police tell him that his daughter was dead Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm it, assuming he. I'm assuming he knows his daughter's dead because it literally says this in this message. He, and I, 
I think what Nothing it was, Duncan, you... he he wished well, on a monkey's paw. He's like, I I hope my daughter Emma Notburns is dead. It was like, <laughs> you know, like it's like well, the previous episode. He was all fucking gung ho about we need to find my daughter and and all the rest. She has been found. She's uh-huh. clearly fucking dead. That news is out there. He's not being told. Well, he's been told off screen about it. Uh, he's on the computer, and someone's speculating that Angel is the person that killed her because he's gay. Yeah, um, that's about as deep as that. Well, by the way, that's was, the. Well, he's yes, he's jealous because she had sex with Kit, and yeah. and Kit was his man. And Sheriff Dan, uh, not wrong, but overtly racistly. Yes. Is like, I don't think it's Angel. It's like, yeah, I don't think anybody thinks it's Angel. And yeah. then he continues, because all the people killed were white, and it's got to be a terrorist. And it's like, it's well. It's got to be a terrorist. Yeah. You know, you, you had you, me at like, the first part of that sentence. Yeah, like, you, you, like, the first part was sensible, the last part was dumb. Um, <laughs> right. you, like, real, real fucking dumb. You, um, yeah, you went so into was, real Q territory there at the end. <laughs> like, it's like when, like you know, you're really struggling to work out something, and someone's like, "I've got, I've got," it. and the first line of what they say, you're like, "You fucking cracked it! You've cracked it!" And then what they end up with is the dumbest thing you've heard. Yeah. Um, and it actually sets you back, sets you back, and you're working through of the process. So yeah, he's a he's a useless fucking character. We don't spend much of he he's obviously going to die at some point, probably in the next episode. Um. And I don't feel like we've spent any great. We're all, we've got a flashback episode. One. Don't know if we actually need that with this character. I think we understand everything we need to about this dickhead. Um, but yeah, so like this is being fueled and sent him by either the druid or maybe Dawn. Do you, all right, let's make a quick prediction here. Or this is Go my ahead. quick prediction. In Sheriff Dan's flashback episode, will there be a direct reference to 9-11? That he was a sensible guy and they lost like Emma Notbert's mom in 9-11. Must be. Must be. For for the way he's went down, must be. Either that he served he served in maybe too old for the Iraq war. Uh, well, nah, 20 years. He would have been prime age. If, yeah, like if well, you do so like he, he, served, he served, yeah, he served over there and lost one of his comrades to a dirty bomb or something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're right. We're, in his flashback, Aaron Martin will try and justify this man's fucking horrific views. <laughs> right. Um, to, to make it at least like, oh, well, I guess I understand why he's a horrible racist. Yeah. Well, I couldn't couldn't do that with the asexual character that we drilled in the last episode, but we'll do it for the white racist. So, yeah. Um, gotta love that slasher, bro. Gotta love uh, that right. slasher. So, back to Dawn, who's doing her makeup and about to head out. Yeah. But Joe ends up locking her in the bathroom. Because he's like, I'm trying to save your life. And she's like, you got to let me out of here. And he's like, he finally, when he does relent, lets her out after she agrees. Like, I'm I'm not going to flip out on you. Um, and he apologizes. Like, he's a decent guy in this episode. I mean, he's, he's technically out with the adultery, which 
is a bad thing. Not great. He's, not great. He is he is a fairly decent guy. He always seems to be trying to make other people happy above himself. If you know yes. what I mean? Right. Um it, his biggest even though the adultery itself is making him happy, you know what I mean? It's guilt he's he's lived with through that. But he's he's heart he's weirdly his heart's in the right place here. Um it's just it's too little too late. <laughs> Alan says, oh, you sweet summer children, in response to all our conjecture. Just keep your mouth shut, Alan. Um, so, yeah, it, but uh, ultimately, Dawn, I know that it means that whatever we're we're picturing, it's going to be so much worse. I uh, hope so. I hope so. so like, I, like, I, I, like, I hope, I, I, what I, what I want to, to think about Slasher is that we can pick the killers really easy, but the journey to get to it is nigh on incomprehensible. <laughs> it's and it, like as bad as we think it is, it's it's worse than we ever imagined. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so Dawn does agree. She's like, okay, I won't go to the desert uh, or I, I won't stay here. I'll go to the desert with you. Um, and Joe's like, okay, great. I'm going to go get some shit out of storage or whatever. Yeah, and I'll be back in a minute. And so he, he takes off, and we we have a a bit that kind of ties these two scenes together, where Angel is coming back to his place and sees Renee in the hallway pouring salt around her door like an episode of Supernatural. I swear to God, she's doing this, and she's murmuring like witchcraft. Yeah, <laughs> and. And Angel is like, what are you doing, Renee? And she's like, well, I'm keeping the evil out. Also, here's some quartz. And she yeah. gives him some quartz to protect him from evil and then just runs off. She literally goes, hee! And she like, runs away up the corner. But then like, one of our favorite <laughs> things happens here. Like, like, Joe bumps into Angel, right? passport first and he's back because he's just walking up the corridor with two fucking passports <laughs> in his hands like a fucking moron yeah this guy is an absolute moron and why did he have to go and get their passports surely the passports would have been in their apartment you, you would think something as valuable as a passport would be but that's in <clears throat> storage with the suitcases get, what the fuck is going on here because otherwise somebody steals it and then puts their their picture over yours yeah Yep, I've seen Mission Impossible. I know how this works. And or I was gonna say Midnight Run, and the next thing you know, you got uh, Alonso Mosley on your trail. <laughs> I Mosley. Yeah, it does. it's a big guy. <laughs> blonde, blonde, yeah. Um, Sounds like our man. I Mosley. Anyway, <laughs> and Angel is like, "Well, what do you need those passports for?" Uh, you've clearly made some decisions here. Yeah, and Joe is like, "Look." I love you, but I've got to protect her from herself and I've yeah. got to get her out of town before she's killed. And then here's my promise to you. Here's the Joe promise. The Joe promise. The Joe promise one. I will not be stabbed in the dick multiple times. That's just <laughs> I will top come, of Yeah. And I will come back and stab you with my dick, which will be fully intact. Yes. And I, not riddled with stab wounds. Yeah. Under no circumstances will I be bleeding from the crotchal region at yep. all. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to get her to safety. Then I'm going to tell her, like, hey, 
I can't be with you. I need to be with Angel. And the next time you see me, he says, I'll be free. Yeah. Of my penis, which of, will have been removed. <laughs> and, and also a pulse. Yes. I'll be free of any worries and cares because I will not be alive. Yeah. I will have I'll be bled. free of this love triangle and decision ball because it will not be there anymore. I will have bled for my scrotum <laughs> completely to death. And th- all right. So. Then there's uh, a mom at the park who has uh, a shitty little kid with her. And this shitty Previous little Previous episode, one of the best kid actors of all time in Slasher. That little kid in the car and all the rest. Incredible actress. Yeah. This episode, easily the worst kid actor since Bob. Yes. Um. Yeah. And this kid shows up with uh blood all over his face. And the mother is like, oh my god what is this is this your blood and he's like no mommy i killed another lady over there and (laughs) (laughs) he says something like oh there's some paint and it fell on me and then slaps his mom in the face with this dead woman's blood yeah um and And she finds a body lets out an ear-piercing scream yes which alerts the police and and then our, our coroner chick shows up again with the third change of clothes and what has been a six hour period yeah yeah she just cannot like go to a crime scene without a wardrobe change she's it's got amazing. more outfits than a prince concert like every scene she's got like now she's wearing a plaid shirt yeah yeah and i think she's also changed her jewelry and her hair color yeah it's 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 nuts Baffling. it's As nothing the... futs uh <laughs> And the detective is like, well, this must have happened right after this memorial that they were holding. And the M.E. is like, how could you know that? It's like, well, it, yeah. it's your job. You, you're yeah. supposed to determine time of death. But the, the detective is like, oh, no, well, if it had happened during or before the memorial, everybody. <laughs> if, it happened during, yeah, if it happened during the memorial, I would imagine we would have had witnesses to it. Yeah. But she says they would have taken pictures and posted it online already. Yeah, yeah, because uh, online uh, bad for the internet, I'm, technology, evil. I'm starting to think that Slasher Season 3 has a negative view of the internet. Which is interesting because this show is playing on uh, a broadcasting channel which streams over the internet. Oh, hypocrites. Either that or, like, Aaron Martin is playing the long con. Like, finally, I'll get my anti-internet stance out on a provider which can only be viewed on the internet. I, uh, I just taking uh, the enemy's money to twist it and use it against them. That's the R. Martin way. <laughs> yes, who <laughs> hoisted on the Martin petard once more. <laughs> once again, Slasher is so dumb it's become genius. 4D uh, chess, bro. 4D chess. <laughs> so, back to Joe and Dawn. Dawn is all packed up now. Yeah. And Joe, you know, totally comes clean with her about, like, look, I'm in love with Angel. And they kind of have a nice moment where you're like, oh, is this a mature couple? Where they both are like, well, we had a good run, and I knew always knew that you were at least bisexual. 
and he's like yeah but you know i didn't you knew before i knew and you, you know this is all a con it is uh, speaking of long cons this is the short one where yeah. <laughs> they start making out after she's like look you know i just want you to I want to hear you say that you don't regret anything. And he says, well, of course not. And they kind of have mm -hmm. one more fuck for the road. Yeah. Is kind of how but... it's right. But Dawn is recording all of this on her phone because she yes. is petty and vengeful. And I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is something I can get behind Duncan. Uh, so our, our junior detective Puget. Yes is shows up with a bunch of folders uh, of background checks on all the people in the apartment and yeah. you know they go through a few of them like uh yeah this this apartment complex is moss isley <laughs> it's a, a veritable hive of scum and villainy yes yeah every single even the, even even the emma Notbots, who's like 16 has a rap sheet as long as my dick and yeah. he's like, honestly, it's, it's unfucking believable. And he's like that. He's like, let me tell you more about this person. Oh, and Angel, she's like, not the Angel guy. And he's like, yep, protest. He was a protester. And how about this unspeakable folder and this unspeakable folder? And we obviously get to the top of the tree, which is, surprise, surprise, our, our, our white nationalist um, who has various, various things against them. Um but this scene, like, really doesn't add anything to the conversation. You know no, what I mean? Because we land on another suspect entirely in the next, what, 10 minutes? Yes. Yeah. 10 minutes where, like, he, it's like this, this junior detective brings all the case files, which I imagine they did background checks on everyone in the apartment complex when they did the investigation a fucking year ago. Like, what, this man stumbled throughout the building here? His death was viewed by everyone within the building. We didn't perform background checks on people. So that's bullshit. Yeah. Then in the next scene, he shows up with a bunch of pictures that he's taken from social media and video cameras and all the rest, which, once again, the police must have done something with. Like, you know, they must, like, he hasn't just pulled that in five minutes and they were sitting down looking at all these images. They must have been in the case file, which makes me think no one looked at the case file. It, yeah. I mean, it's oh, the, all, it, you're right. The, the most frustrating thing about this whole scene is that it just doesn't mean anything. It adds fuck all to the, it adds absolutely nothing to the show because this doesn't set up any red herring at all. Well, it just lets you know that the people that live in the building have criminal records then we get maybe the quickest flashback of slasher history where it's like one year ago and we just see the druid checking out a picture of kit with the girl with the stars in her hair on yeah. his phone and grabbing a knife and then off he fucks yes which once again i was like that oh it's once it says is wyatt right and you know, i mean again surprise surprise uh we are right that the the there are two sets of murders happening here and jen so speaking of let's cut to jen sadia and connor aka sadia and the killers trying yeah. to buy some booze so they're rejected because of their age mm -hmm. um she comes outside the they're like what we're gonna do what we're gonna we need to get someone to get us alcohol and then lieutenant dime uh comes out with all the alcohol in the world it's like a, like three bags just full of bottles that are all clumsily 
all the top of them and they're like that, you're going to go in and get us booze. And he's like, I'm a fuck. Um, and they're like, listen, if you don't, if you don't go and get us booze, we're going to speak to that policewoman and we're going to say that we heard you beat Emma Notbarts through, like, we left through the wall, we heard you mulling. That, yeah. that never happened. I would never have done that. And like, well, who are they going to believe? They're going to believe us, wholesome teenagers who heard that. Are they going to believe you, the alcoholic white nationalist? And it's Jen specifically that's doing this to kind of She's emphasize. And yeah. Sadia's like, what are we doing? Please don't do this. You know, that, no, let, we don't. We'll just ask someone else. So she's like, and, but like, we can see once again, a couple of fucking cycles. Yeah. Lean in on him, and uh, <laughs> he does that. Uh, you ever seen the movie Liar Liar? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The bit where Jim Carrey's car's locked in, in the pound mm-hmm. and he can't he can't get out, and at least having the argument with the guy and he has to pay the money. And he's like, he reaches over and grabs like the, the magic tree, the thing mm-hmm. he says, but I'm gonna take one of these though. <laughs> well, that's like that's literally what this that's literally what Lieutenant Dad does. He's like, give me your money. But I'm keeping the change though. <laughs> so he's like, like the, the money away and to buy them. Why doesn't he just give them a bottle out his bag, retain the money? Right. Of, he's gonna walk. What's more suspicious? I'm gonna walk back in from the shop that I just walked out of with 12 bottles because I forgot to buy one. <laughs> And I also like what he finally, after Sadia is mildly kind to him, is like, hey, I'm sorry about your daughter. Yeah. Are you doing okay? And it's like, why even ask? Like, clearly he's not. He's got, a you yeah. know, his arms <laughs> full of booze. <laughs> if he had a gun twirling from one finger is yeah. the only way it could be more, yeah. like, Yeah, plus ominous. your best friend, your best friend has just made light of the fact that I used to beat her. So, yeah. yeah, I'm having a peachy fucking day, by the way. But he, he gives them a real, like, well, I'm going to take this money. I'm going to keep all yeah. the change, goddammit. And he's a little like that. Oh, fucking wrong. He does the kind of the, the old man Brimley grumble. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> and, and so yeah, and he just talks to himself all the way back into the store. Yeah. I'll show you how to see... liquor. You don't have to tell me how <laughs> <about> liquor. <laughs> and we don't see him again for this episode. Yeah, that's right. And so cut back to angel who was making dinner for him and joe uh because he's like oh well you know now it's it, it's time for us to actually be together yeah and he gets a message on his phone saying that dawn has launched a new youtube channel and why he is following her in the first place i don't know i don't know but the, the one like dawn changes projects like i change my underwear frequently bo um and the second thing is the name of our channel is maybe the most cringe moment of this entire episode what was i don't even remember if i saw that lbt what's lbtq and you oh right in har because she has a friend and our friend is joe and joe is by yeah she's she's best friends one but that was the lgbt and lbgtq and you is what she's called it and i honestly vomed in my mouth right she's just I fucking tr- hate yeah. her i hate her and what like bah, doesn't happen quick enough for me blue eyes <laughs> oh, well, honestly then angel gets not only is he just like oh this this fucking broad um yeah. he also gets uh um, an email from her 
yeah that's basically just like uh guess you know what's good for the goose and she she is fucking them and doing the patrick bateman thing she's two steps away from kissing her bicep as she winks back at the camera it's ridiculous and so joe then shows up right on time at angel's door and angel is like you can fuck right off like yeah she's she's waiting for the exact moment that he's walked out to send that because she's like maximum damage yeah but also i think if i were angel i don't know man like you understood that like this was a complicated relationship to begin with yeah and i would at least hear i would be like hey what are you doing fucking dawn and as soon as he was like you know what we were breaking up we did a one for the road kind of thing that's the last time we've been fooling around for 10 months and yeah. i know for a fact you've been sleeping with dawn in those 10 months otherwise she's fucking fully suspicious that you're cheating on her yeah right so i don't totally uh, buy that angel is this quick to throw joe out you, you don't buy that angel is an unbelievable character bo in a tv show like slasher all right all right fair enough um <laughs> <laughs> i get i get it um alan also pointed out master criminals that don't plan for a booze run what a disgrace to canada yeah yeah not not wrong um (laughs) all right so joe hot on the heels of being thrown out of angel's joint storms home looking for dawn but can't find her yeah and then we before we get back to all the dawn business we cut back to sadia and the killers where yes. Jen is like helping her with her pixie makeup or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Connor shows up with snacks, and I thought that was going to be code for something, but it's just yeah. potato chips and stuff. It's just, sna- it's just snacks. It's real snacks. Some reefer. Yeah, and also, yeah, also some pot. Uh, they He and Sadia get high, but Jen very notably does not. Because she's got someone to stab. Right, because so. she's got business to attend to. Connor yes. gives her gives uh Sadia this little floral headband. So b- basically it's just assembling the costume for the solstice party in a bit. Yeah. Then also there's um oh what happens? There's another thing that happens in this scene. Ah, fuck, it's gone. There's there's something that happened in the scene. I was like, oh, all right, that's an interesting little detail. I'll come back to it. I will think about it while you're talking. Okay, so um, then the detective and junior detective are looking at all the pictures um from the night of kid's death and they're trying to establish a timeline which should have been done to investigate the murder yeah back in the day and then they see a picture of kit with the tree lady the one that we saw earlier in the episode and the detective is like i think it's a clue (laughs) i think this you know i think this is a clue wait one second did she used to have a boyfriend oh she did have a boyfriend that boyfriend liked every single picture right up until this picture Oh, that seems like. Uh, wait one second. Let's take a let's take a uh, look at them. Look at the boots. Mm-hmm. And I mean, okay, only one person could own a pair of unique-looking black boots like this. Nondescript black boots. Fucking stupid shite. Anyway, <laughs> like honestly, it's so fucking dumb. It's shite. so fucking dumb. Well, they're acting like it's like the the Bruno Maglies from the like the OJ Simpson case where there was only like three hundred ever fucking made. These are the most generic looking black boots I've ever seen. And she like the main detective's like he's got the same boots. And then we get a flashback to show the killer wearing these boots. Mm-hmm. That is how fucking bad this show has got with flashbacks. Look at the boots. Leads to nothing. Leads to nothing. 
And just to kind of put a, a little bit of a, a tail on this kite, um, we also go through all of the the pictures that uh, this girl posted online, and they're like, yeah. oh, hey, here's this dude that liked all of her pictures, except like up to the point with We're the about, picture yeah. of Kit, and then he doesn't like shit after that. And yeah. that's also where we get the boot stuff. Yeah, and th- but this is the like, who is he? Oh well, he was this guy called Wyatt who used to see her, and they split up. Yeah, three months before. And um, the thing I was thinking about with the sad Sadia um, uh, Jen thing is Jen has to a text message comes in from Sadia's dad. Mm, now, right, right, right. Sadia's dad gave her a phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember, yeah, gave her a phone and said, "Ah, you text me every hour." And that phone went missing within the first hour, and everything's been fairly nonchalant since. <laughs> I'm really revisited that. I'm really done much with it, and I think he's texted once. Yeah, so... every, every now and again, she'll tell Jen like, "Hey, I need you to text my dad and tell him everything's cool." Yeah, at, at what point does her dad not phone though? And also, at what point is her dad like, "Hey, how about?" you text me directly from the phone yeah. i got you and because yeah. there was a whole deal at, in one of the episodes about like tell them we're gonna go get a new battery for my phone or some shit and get it fixed yeah like yeah. essentially get it fixed which is not like but it's, it's just such a like a, why we're even doing this now in this episode is beyond me yeah um all right so let's do some uh some dawn business yes and like like Don, like when Joe came in at the apartment, he couldn't find Don. But apparently, Don was in the bedroom getting ready or whatever. And the music is super fucking loud. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And- so and Joe's somehow been knocked out in the interim that we didn't see because this has happened off screen. Um, and is tied up to a chair once again, very scream like actually yeah and he seems kind of drugged or something yeah i I assume he's just been bashed on the head yeah maybe so like hit on the head with a coconut perhaps Uh, (laughs) uh, it's very it's very tropical in miami like out in the the corridor i don't know if you noticed that he's probably Uh, got amnesia now (laughs) don comes out and she's like she's like birds like cartoon birds around his head yeah. uh but don comes out the, she comes out of the room and she's like joe 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 and then she's attacked yeah and then she, she wakes up and she is uh kind of gaffer taped to a chair facing joe who's also mm-hmm. gaffer taped to a chair and the druids there and i was like finally Finally, we're putting this travesty to an end, but we prolong this scene, Bo. Right. Well, she's forced to watch her own videos for a little bit until she promises never to do it herself. again. Yeah. <laughs> just torture herself. Um, it reminded me, once again, Robocop. There's a certain Robocop reference. Reminded me of Robocop when um, uh, the, the dude, uh, when uh, Clarence Bodiger goes to shoot the shit the executive guy who's trying to go over dick jones's head and they play the cd and the thing was like that ah you know you really blew it didn't you you know <laughs> that is playing in the background while he's trying to reach for the bomb that explodes kind of reminded me of that because she's forced to watch something which inevitably will be one of the last things that she's going to remember and to be honest if i was going the last thing i'd want to see is one of my videos if i was done mm-hmm. oh for sure yeah 
I, I, and I thought about that when I was watching this. I was like, if I'm on my deathbed, don't ever play for me anything that I've ever done. Oh God, no! It's not mad. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, like, I, don't, <laughs> I like just show me like it's a wonderful life or something like that. Don't show me me. Um, yeah. yeah, but the, the the killer makes her watch that. Then the killer's like, "Let's play a game. I'm going to put this knife in your hand, and you're going to stab him in the dick." And she's like, "I'm not going to do that." And he's like, "Stab him in the dick." Uh, right and she doesn't want to do it so inevitably i don't know like, like what don thought was going to happen but all that that meant was the killer does it and the killer goes to town on the old stabby stabby on the penis literally the note i have is the killer goes to town on his junk <laughs> it it is a stab fest it's like when red lobster has their crab fest except with a knife and somebody's junk <laughs> that's exactly what it's like duncan take my word for it and in between there is one one note in between where we have a, a flashback real quick where yeah. we just to remind us of how terrible dawn is because oh yeah this is the uh, the self-immolation thing the yeah video that she won't fucking take down right joe's like would you please delete that and she's like look in just about a day that's going to be the last time that it's going to hit peak popularity then, and then it's going to die. But right now I'm trending on like four websites, Joe. I'm not going to take it down right now, but I'll take it down tomorrow. And he's just like, ugh, you're the worst. Yeah. And and then that is just interspersed in between the killer trying to get Dawn to stab him in the junk to the yeah. killer actually doing the junk stabbing. Yeah, and he, he, he death by stab junk? Yes, yeah, yeah. But I mean, she, he just apparently would out. take. Yeah, yeah. You take a lot longer than that, but it's slasher, so fuck it. You would, uh, so anyway, he he dies, and then I'm like, oh, you know, I wonder what's going to happen to Dawn, and then we get a fate worse than death. We get the, do you see? Yeah. <laughs> do you see? Like, Silence in the the I have beheld a great dragon. I'm like, <laughs> what? What is your design? Yeah, uh, but yeah. So don't read the script. But yeah, makes her do a live stream like this, except uh, makes her read a statement that yeah, it is just I've seen the great dragon. But she says, uh, um, "I was a selfish bitch who doesn't care about anyone but myself. But yeah. now my dream is coming true. Now I'm famous." And then this is where the druid. Yeah. So he puts once again you like a knife through a skull you have to fucking come down at force to get that through there he literally she is jen jen mm. literally rests this on her head and goes Foop, plop and that's it but as soon as he stabs it her, her eyes go <laughs> like pennywise <laughs> this, which as it's... soon as it happened i about pissed myself laughing <laughs> i will not lie. like this was that this was the saving grace of this episode as dawn died and I got to see the Pennywise eyes, and I held with laughter as much as I did right back when Sarah got stabbed in the shoulder. She was like, ah! <laughs> it was the same fucking bah! Yeah. It made me laugh so much. It, but yeah, Dawn it is It was gone. the best. Um, yes. Dawn, yeah, Dawn's cockeyed death uh, <laughs> is also a great band name. Um, all right, so then let, let's catch up with the cops, and, th and this is here how we'll round out this episode. Yeah, where this this one this this is where Aaron Martin is now going to reveal his plan, his his grand design here, <laughs> and that the police 
have caught the druid killer, mm-hmm. but there's a murder happening at the moment he's caught. Right. Means right. There's another killer. There's two, Adam Martin, but there's another one. But yeah, the police get the kick in the door of Wyatt's room. Um, he lives like homeless Bill Mosley because uh, his fucking his room looks horrible. And they find underneath a chair a perfectly shrink wrapped bag. Mm-hmm. Which contains not only the druid outfit but the murder weapon, and Wyatt is having a fucking ball. You've caught the fucking druid. Um, but he he does say he says a couple of things here that he killed. He obviously killed the woman that throat was slashed uh, because their investigation a year ago was you know so neglected that it, you know it didn't it didn't catch him. No mention of any of the other deaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, the police don't ask him about any of the other deaths, which feels short sighted. Um and yes, yeah, so they're arresting him. They think they've caught the druid killer. He says he's the druid killer, but we as the audience know Bo there's yeah. a killer still on those. There's two. There's yeah. two but there's a killer on those. The and the way this kind of wraps up uh just the dialogue which I think is it's horrible yeah it's the detective saying oh they're gonna love you in prison and he's like you bet they will i'm famous you caught the fucking druid (laughs) i mean that's yeah that's how it goes it's poetry boy it's poetry you know they they think they think that i should be afraid because i'm trapped in prison with them they're trapped in prison with me yeah, the yeah. Fucking druid, um, you got him. It, you got the druid, motherfucker. Motherfucker. Um, yeah, and that's roll credits. Yeah, episode five in yeah. the can. Three left to go. Um, <sighs> so Angel wasn't the killer of Kit. It was Wyatt. Right. Wyatt killed two people. He killed Kit and the woman that kissed Kit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are now now that we put that to bed, and the the, the story we can see is definitely Jen and Connor, hundred percent Jen and Connor are the other Absolutely. killers. Absolutely, and we know exactly what their motivation was. Their mother set herself on fire in front of the people in the apartment building, and one year on on the anniversary, they're getting their vengeance. Yeah, I'm. Yes, I am. I'm a hundred percent with you. Um, I don't think we need to go further with predictions right now. Other no, than I think to say, I, Dan will die in the next episode. That, I would imagine yes. that. That's what that's, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine like, it's either Dan or Angel, one of the two. I can't imagine they kill Joe and then kill Angel. They might kill both of them in the next episode, for all I know. But they have to kill people that will not have an impact on the Summer Solstice party. Yes, you mean because we need characters for that at the end. So all the parents, all the older people, will die now. Yes, I, I yeah, I'm 100 percent with you. Um, uh, before we get out of here, yes, I'm going to once more put the code up. Yep, I'm gonna put the code up. Uh, so uh, again, if you would like to uh buy some stuff uh for uh, kids who are in need, um, then go to this wish list. Um, I need to check check it uh, after we do this recording. Uh, because we might have topped a hundred by now. Uh, so nice. at any rate, um, yeah. And like I said, it you know it's everything from a few bucks to fifty or sixty bucks. Um, multiples of the same item. Uh, a lot of a lot of kids are getting Yahtzee this year, and that's that's a good thing. Yahtzee is a good game. 
I literally don't know what that is. I, oh, Yahtzee is where you've got, it's basically poker with dice. Oh, donk it. And then when you, when you get uh five of a kind, you yell Yahtzee. And if you don't yell Yahtzee, it doesn't count and, and they can hit you. Different country did. Um, <laughs> Although you've just said there's there's the threat of violence in it, which makes me think it'd be really popular in Scotland. Yeah. So <laughs> a, 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 it turns out that a lot of children's games have like house rules that are mm. like you know the equivalent of two for flinching. Yes. Uh. So oh, see that translates to Scotland. What a surprise. Yeah. It's it's uh, over here. It's ten for flinching. So. <laughs> All right, but anyway, uh, like I said, it, it's a great cause. If you got a few bucks uh, to spare, I'm I'm gonna keep banging this drum uh, for a little while longer. But uh, that's it. And uh, Duncan, yes, uh, where can people get more out of you in a non-slasher related fashion? Please check out things that are non-slasher related. <laughs> um, podcast under the stairs, uh, kind of hurtling towards the end of the year now, and it is fucking packed i think in the the remaining 37 days there is before christmas 36 days before podcast under the stairs closes its doors for two weeks i will be putting out somewhere in the region of about 30 episodes so loads coming your way like loads listener choice stuff um Christmas commentaries, uh, Children of the Corn retrospective. Currently working my way through the new Dexter um, season. Mm. I'm doing them on Mondays at the moment. Dexter, New Blood, two episodes in. Digging that a lot. I think that's real, real good. I, I kind of like the choices I've done with that. And the big bad for this season, Clancy motherfucking Brown. So, oh, well, now I'm oh, interested. Yeah. yeah, Clancy Brown playing a kind of Robert Hansen-esque sort of guy kidnaps girls holds them up for a while and then hunts them for sport um real real good so far like the first two episodes have like have done a lot to make me enjoy that show again um so i'm doing that on other channels um check out the stuff that me and bo are doing with david fincher on opera omnia we just dropped an episode doing the girl with the dragon tattoo which was a ton of fun to record mm -hmm. um and the next episode, we're going to be talking about Gone Girl, which I think both me and Bo have said on that episode is really the last chance and possible main threat to dethroning uh, Zodiac, which is top of our list at the moment on the Fincher movies. There's a good chance that a rewatch of that movie that falls um, if Gone Girl, like, raises up, which I, I think it might. So I'm really interested to see how that goes um so that all that happens so yeah tons of stuff coming your way before the end of the year you can check all out by going to tputzcast.com uh links to all the shows are there or podcast under the stairs wherever you listen to podcasts excellent i am uh just because it's a relatively new show i will pitch everyone on the dark parade please check that out on any number of the uh podcast catchers of your choice um that is uh a main show every wednesday um on a a different movie uh we did the psycho series we just did uh the night night of the demon series uh is kind of in the almost wrapped up at this point and then following that is going to be let the right one in and then let me in uh and then following that uh all of the black christmases 
Nice. So that's that's what is ahead. Uh as well as that's fucking rough by the way. Like oh. that's I've Duncan, I have never seen a Black Christmas movie. You've never seen any of them? I've never seen the original. I've never seen Black Xmas. I know I never saw Black Christmas. The more recent one, I'm this is all I am brand new. Super curious what you'll make of that first one. Because I know your I, I know your views on kind of slashers and it's a kind of proto slasher. Yeah. So I'd be really interested to check that one out. Um the other two are terrible. So that, yeah, that's <laughs> what I hear. But so... you know, the, but it's kind of fun to have that mix you know yeah. of like hey here's here's a movie that's well revered or even yeah. to do let the right one in like the, those are both recorded at this point and those are really both interesting discussions yeah uh, you may it, come out of the black christmas thing not like in any of the three of them so so be it but uh yeah so check out the dark parade there's also that in heart of horror with Kay pollock and uh that's a monthly over there uh as part of the dark parade as well as what you're watching with jamie and Bo, and then um at some point duncan and i will do one of those um yeah, i don't know when but at man. some point um and uh and that's it like literally as soon as this recording ends duncan my vacation begins and i leave for charleston south Ooh. carolina tomorrow yeah I'm hit, hitting yeah, the man. beach for thanksgiving so uh here we go um <laughs> uh so that's it for thanks uh, to everyone for joining us uh the audio version of this will be out in a week and then join us in two weeks for another uh live stream of more duncan and bow slash fiction in which we will be on episode six thank goodness yeah um, and until then um the last thing uh, that falls in my lap to be responsible for for a solid week before i hit the beach duncan is to say to you uh, say good night, Duncan. Uh, say good night, Duncan. Ah, see everybody later. Wave, you son of a bitch. <laughs>